Hey, have you been thinking about starting a podcast? And have you done your research? And they've told you that you need to buy certain equipment? Well, if you want to start off a podcast the cheapest way, I'll tell you to download Anchor. You can create your own cover art, you can record episodes, you can edit your episodes, and you don't even have to worry about distributing your episodes. Anchor will do it all for you. They'll send it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. So I encourage you to download the Anchor app if you're interested in creating your own podcast. Hey, so welcome to the Mental Block with Shelby. Happy Black History Month, you guys. Um... So in the interviews I'm going to be doing uh, for this month in particular, I'm going to be speaking to some friends and colleagues, um, more so about um, the first time they've experienced uh, discrimination or realized that they were being treated or seen as differently um, in context more so to their skin complexion or even their race. Um, next, I'm also going to be talking about um, the word strong. And how for um, women in particular, the word is something that we um, use as a motivator, but also it could feel as something that it boxes us in and almost holds us hostage. Um, So one of the biggest questions I'm going to be asking um, the women in particular that I interview um, is, and this is the question, is being strong a race issue or economic issue? Um, and you guys, I have my standpoint on that, but I'm going to wait until my last, well, I'm going to try to wait until my last interview to really give you guys my um, my thoughts about that. Um, but as you do know, within the conversations of the interviews, you'll be, you'll get some of what I believe or what I think Um, but usually after I have my interviews and it gives me time to really process the information, um, I'm able to make a, a, hopefully a definite decision or give you guys, um, my answer based on the, the perspective or how I'm viewing the situation at the time. Um, what I can say is for myself that, um, the word strong in particular for me, um, while I was in college, was definitely a motivator. It was something I, I, I really aligned myself and and really pushed myself to be seen as was strong, um, especially as African American woman is strong, you know. Um, but as I've gotten older, I feel as though sometimes this word strong or this ideal of what strong is um in context of what it is to be a woman and an African African American woman or a woman of color has really um sometimes held me hostage in the idea of some of my decision makings or how I process um what I'm dealing with or how I choose to communicate what I'm dealing with, whether it be to friends, um, family or even to an employer. Um so I'll tell you about that. And then even within my own experiences, um, I can tell you like the first time that I remember or that I really can recollect um, being seen as different um, is when I was younger. And I want to say I was probably like in second or third grade 
and um I went to a private school um look at me I sound like I have all this money all these private schools I went to but no I went to a private school for probably about a year or two um in the Hartford area and mind you everybody was predominantly black and what I mean by black I'm talking about like not like skin color, like black, brown skin color, what I mean, um, as far as race, culture, like people identify differently. Um, but with my sisters, if you ever seen them or have gotten to meet them, um, at the time when I was younger, they are yellow, I guess. Well, not anymore. You know, the sun has beaten up on them. But I was seen as darker than my sisters, um, which I used to always get made fun of as being like, oh, that's not your sister. That has to be your cousin because look how dark she is or look how fat she is. Um, and I can tell you that stuck with me and it still sticks with me because think about it. At my age, I still remember being that second or third grade child um, hearing that. So, you know, keep that in mind. Also, um, another time where like my race really was predominantly presented to me as where I felt as though like um the pressure of being different um was when I was when I got accepted to a magnet school and I uh I went there for middle school so at the time middle school started from seventh to, was seventh and eighth grade but as time would have it things have changed right um, and the school that I attended was in my neighborhood, but it was a magnet school and it had moved into my neighborhood. Um, and since then has moved out of my neighborhood. Um, but the school was predominantly, um, Spanish or Hispanic Latino individuals. And, um, like that didn't bother me. Like I've been around Hispanic people before, but I was immersed and their culture and the idea that like there were a lot of Spanish people I went to school with um from for middle school and um I like I said I, like you guys know I grew up with my grandma my grandma did not cannot do my hair um so more so I wore my hair and um protective styles braids more so micro braids you guys remember micro braids were really in the wet and wavy ones um or micro braids I said micro braids right yeah so um I predominantly wore my hair like that because that style was easier and it lasted longer um so my grandma didn't have to worry about doing her hair every day and we you know it was just easier um and I just remember always being made fun of for like wearing braids because like you know um uh like to to Spanish people like not saying they didn't wear braids but wearing false hair um it had to be like coarse hair or um like I obviously wore fake hair or extensions because I didn't have hair of my own and and things like that and um it really bothered me especially with like and it's so crazy because I obsess over my hair now and I'm just not making the connection as to some stuff that really connects to that but um for me um that's I wasn't allowed to get relaxers my grandma felt as though like you know, we weren't in of age. So, um, at the age of, I want to say 13 or 12, I decided to, um, get a relaxer. Like I, I snuck and got one, um, from a childhood friend at the time, um, sister. And, um, sorry, my dogs are here. It was the worst fucking experience. And the idea that like all my hair fell out, um, and I didn't mean it fell out, fell out, but like it broke off. It was very brittle. 
um and even going into my freshman year of high school I ended up having to wear a uh, wear um a sewn in weave because I ended up with like a ball spot like <laughs> you guys it was bad um because I didn't know how to take care of my hair all I knew how to do was take care of my hair braided um and growing up like when I was younger we wore our hair braided and then my grandma would let us um take our hair out she would hot comb my hair and I was allowed to wear my hair like that um on the weekend um and then I would get my hair rebraided and that happened um I would be able to wear my hair out I want to say every three months for a weekend and then it would get right back braided um so people I went to school with never seen my hair um in its natural state um my friends that I grew up with they they would see my hair but other than that no um so like I said that was the first time that I um realized that I was seen as different um because I mean I did go to school with Spanish people and they didn't understand um at the time they really didn't understand the culture of that of wearing your hair um in protective styles I mean I know things have changed more so now but like at the time like being talked about because of that and um it I, I just remember like it really it did damage an idea like even as an adult like one of the things I spend a lot of time on is my hair and I worry about is my hair and I even think about like other African-American women in particular and you know even men to a certain extent of um how other cultures view our hair like um the idea of what good hair is from what good hair isn't um and even with my son of like even like the little stereotypes that I have that I had to actually call myself out on that I didn't even realize I had from the colorism to the bad hair good hair debate um and you guys will be surprised as to how um these things all tie into one so yeah um that is the first those are the first times that I can say that I realized that I was different or it was made apparent to me that um, I was different whether it was my skin complexion um, or my hair texture or the way I decided to wear my hair um, so yeah I think that um, I am happy that in 2021 even 2020 that we are moving in the direction of um, really having these conversations and being open about that and realizing that but um I mean these biases still do exist don't get me wrong um even within like the Caribbean culture um light light skin or fair skin is still seen as um in I, I can't think of any other culture where having darker skin is seen as beautiful in reality I don't think that dark skin makes you ugly I really don't um I just think that like it's so crazy as a society um that we have we view dark skin as as disgusting or as dirty or just unattractive and um even it's just, it's just weird even like in the caribbean culture um growing up like my grandfather like i always say he's from jamaica and even um how um their skin like how even here like how they speak about like dark skin people um and how they're seen as dirty, how they're seen as um as thieves and, and things of that nature. 
um and even growing up i know you guys remember african booty scratchers and and jokes that were made and if you guys ever seen the movie colors um where um you have uh bernie mac and he you know bernie mac is dark and how he's talking about like how he hates whoopi goldberg because her lips is black right remember um it is is really is really crazy and is really complex as um an african-american um how not even african-american as a black person how like um colorism within our culture um really exists and how it is viewed and where um for more so white people or fair-skinned people how like um even with them like being pale or whatever um depending on where you're from is a really good thing but um or even being able to get a tan but not to get too dark is also a good thing so it's um the association with the darker you are the worse you are the worse it is or uh, along those lines um so i mean there's a lot when it comes like to being a black or brown person and the complexities of it all and um i think that we as people have to sit back and really really think about these things and what we say and how that may have an effect on people um I mean, I say things and, and, and I can tell you, I don't always think about how it has the effect on people. I, I have my own biases. I have my own prejudice, um, thoughts and, and I have my own stereotypes and I'm not going to lie and say that I don't, but when I have to sit back and think of how, um, other people's biases and stereotypes have affected me, it makes me think of, um, the way minds present and how they could have or, um, have affected another person. I do think that, um along with it like I am a human being we all are and I think that biases and stereotypes are are natural I mean I don't think they're going anywhere um and I do think that sometimes it is hard to call um not only ourselves out but other people out and sometimes it is hard to recognize what our biases are and um also I could say that um I'm not gonna always um behave in a manner where where I'm like, so like, oh, well, this is bias, so I can never do it. I don't think that's realistic for the person that I am. And even for people, um, what I will say is I wholeheartedly believe as people, um, when we first meet somebody or we first see someone, the first thing that we do is judge based off of what we see. Um, and at least that's true for me. I'm not going to lie. And I think that um, that is something I can work on um every day but I don't think it's something that's just going to go away for myself or for anybody else um so yeah I mean it's a lot and it's very complex so um like I said um you guys tune in or be looking out for those interviews I'll be having with individuals about um is being strong a race issue or economic issue and um the first time that they realized that they were um, seen as different, whether it was because of their skin complexion, their race, um, and just tune in to see what people have to say. You'll be surprised and you'll be shocked. Um, so once again, thank you for tuning into the mental block and, um, have a happy, um, black history month, you guys. Thank you. Once again, thank you for tuning into the mental block with Shelby. Um, you guys, I now have an Instagram, so you can follow me at mentalblock, and that is block, 
with two C's and no K. Um, feel free to reach out to me via DM. I do ask that you guys, if you don't like what I've said, that you let me know, but do it in a way that it can be informative and that we both can grow from the conversation. Um, lastly, like I always say, I encourage you to reach out to a mental health professional within your area. If you do not have one, feel free to text the word HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. Thank you guys and have a great day.